Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Just now. I'm young, I'm free, can't nobody tell 
to all the haters cause you proved to me yeah. that rising to the top was my destiny yeah. and you can see whatever from behind me but I'm still fly I'm still fly I know I'm still fly I'm still fly let's go hey good morning everybody welcome back it's the Nathan Ivy show and uh, I'm still fly good morning to you and uh, probably so are you if you listen to the show on a regular basis good morning good morning and good morning on today's show numerous things to discuss <clears throat> pardon me at the top of that list is uh the big meeting the big congressional meetings on the january 6th insurrection and what we found out yesterday family is that racism was at the heart of the january 6th insurrection you see that brother right there his photograph he is a black Capitol police officer he gave what everyone called a very emotional very emotional testimony yesterday I've got clips of it that we'll play it for you. His name is Officer Harry Dunn, and he's gone viral in terms of his testimony yesterday in which he talked about some of the things that were said to him while he was wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer, which I think is very interesting. Uh, so I want to break this down this morning and get your thoughts about that as well as many other topics. It's the Nathan Ivey Show. But listen, take a second to like and in particular share today's show. When you share the show, more people see it, and we'll get started in about 90 seconds. Go 
right, good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you for that. Thank you for that like. Thank you for that share. Let's get things started. How are you? It's been an interesting 24 hours. How have you been? Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day to you. Hope that uh, whatever you're working on uh, materializes. Hope you make that happen. Good morning to you. Uh, we are on uh, YouTube this morning. Uh, we are on Facebook this morning. Uh, we are on the TuneIn uh, network this morning. Uh, we're also on Spreaker. Uh, the last two of those two platforms are strictly audio-based. So for my audio files out there, if you that's just how you like to get down, great. You can still subscribe on any of those platforms that I mentioned, and you'll get a push notification. Same thing with Facebook. If we've got any folks that are checking out the Facebook feed uh, from our CDM page, uh, go ahead and hit us with a... Uh, a subscribe. You can subscribe. I'm not sure if you noticed or not, but you can subscribe to the video feed uh, on our Facebook page. That's when any videos go live, you'll get a, a notification of, of what's going on. Uh, shout out to Midday Juice with Ask Ashley. She came back last week after a bit of a hiatus, and uh, she is living up to her name. Not her name, but her moniker. She stayed busy. She is super busy. Good morning, son. Super busy with a lot of stuff going on. And... Uh, Okay, Daddy's talking. Okay, <laughs> so she's back with a with uh with um midday juice. It was a lot of fun. I love you too, son. And no, I'm not on camera either yet. We'll be on camera here in a second. No, no. I do like your camp shirt, yep. Be safe. Stay with the team. Who's your camp leader? Okay. All right. Have a great day. Go brush your hair. Because you're going out to the world. You can brush it. You sit at home. No, it's not. It's not. Go ask your mother and see. It's fresh. Let me see. Nah, it's not. I got to cut you to this weekend. You are not cutting. <laughs> I'm not cutting your hair, huh? Okay. No. All right. I hear you, bro. I can cut my hair by my own self. Oh, you can cut your hair by your own self. Okay. I got it. I got it. So now so now you don't need daddy no more. You got it. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Remember you said that next time you asked for something. Whatever. That's a pick, man. You don't need a pick. Your hair isn't long enough for that. Is it working? Oh, okay. Uh-oh. 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 Somebody's in trouble. Good morning to you. <laughs> oh, boy. Mom just came down. She putting, the, she putting the, the law down. So I told you to have your... I told you to have your shoes on. <laughs> you know how it is. We was all there at one point. Good morning to you. Uh, I think he's at the park today. They're going somewhere, some wooded area. You know what? Uh, shout out to Eden Park, man. I love me some Eden Park. They got some great trails over Eden Park. Uh, man, some great hills. I was walking over yesterday. They got the art steps over there, the art climb. Looks like they're doing some other stuff, which, I mean, it's their property. They can do what you want, but I'm like, you messing up the nature. All those beautiful trees over there, we need that. And I'm, I'm walking past it. I'm walking, doing the, the art steps yesterday, which is, I wish they were like twice as long, man. That would be, that'd be great. But it's still a good little workout. 
You know what I'm saying? And um, they're doing, looks like they're doing more art steps or something over there. I'm not sure. They're, they're just clearing out that entire side of the road where the art steps is, the art climb is, and exposing all of the wilderness. I'm like, I thought you were artist. If you're an artist, then you have to appreciate nature because God is the ultimate creator. He's the ultimate creative. He's the ultimate artist. There is no, there is no art more beautiful than nature. You're not going to eat part? Okay. I wasn't assuming that you did, bro. I was just talking about yesterday. You all right? <laughs> Silly. He should see his face. Okay. He wants to tell everybody about his day yesterday. No, I'm not going to tell him about yesterday. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. All right. You get some more one day, too. He went to Graders yesterday and got cotton candy. He wants me to tell everybody. Kelly Rice, good morning. Andriel writes, uh, good morning, Nate and, and friends. Happy hump day. Yes, it is. David writes, good morning, Nathan and the Choppers. No! Get to the Choppers! Dale writes, uh, good morning, Nate the Choppers. No! Good morning to you. Deborah writes, good morning to everyone. Good morning to you, Deborah. Good morning. Uh, Dale writes, uh, Nate, you might have me call in if Drop starts his gaslighting. Well, Daryl, that'll be dope, man. That'll be dope. There's the number. You're always welcome. Always welcome. But I know how it is. Not everybody's a talk radio caller, right? You know, we're all texters, right? So leaving a text message on Facebook or in our stream, that's pretty easy. But I'm not sure what the numbers are now, but they say it was what? A very small percentage, like less than 10%. Very much. I would say like, I don't know, maybe 3% of your overall audience will actually become callers. Right in the talk radio game, I don't know if that's still the truth or, or anymore. But you always welcome, bro. Uh, uh, Darlene writes, "Good vibes, greetings, all. Have a great Wednesday. Wash hands." I know that's right. CDC now has some new guidelines, and I, I, again, I know I'm overusing this phrase that I that I came up with, but I'm gonna say it again: humans worse than COVID. Humans worse than COVID, and now we're reading from the CDC that they are suggesting and recommending recommending that, you know, people wear masks in certain scenarios. And we keep playing these damn games, you know, with this damn virus. People just will not do what they have to do. I'm telling you, humans worse than COVID is humans that are effing up the planet. It's not the virus. COVID is just a virus. Viruses have always been here. The virus has like a single mind determination, but these damn humans, damn duplicitous humans, those are the ones that are the real problem. These damn duplicitous humans. And they effing it up for the rest of us, man. The CDC shouldn't have to keep telling us this. We got to keep going over and over. Now they got guidance for implementing COVID-19 prevention strategies. And they're trying to say, here you got to wear a mask, and here you don't have to wear a mask. Man, we might go right back to a mask mandate. And the bad thing about Ohio is that we have a sucky MC Republican governor that has no spine whatsoever. His name was Mike DeWine. Say it with me. Mike DeWine has no spine. And one of his challengers has no penis. He ain't got no chutzpah whatsoever. I'm talking about, I'm talking about John Cranley. Talking about John Cranley. Hey, it's just it's what we get. So we get when we don't support people and step up to the plate. We we left with these crumbs, so we got to deal with it. 
But the CDC, man, is back again. This shit is so played out. Just put on a motherfucking mask. It's that simple. Some people look better in a mask. Now, the CDC has reversed its indoor mask policy, saying fully vaccinated people and kids should wear them indoors. We already know that. Why in the you-know-what does the CDC have to keep telling us this? Because humans are worse than COVID. That's why. (laughs) CDC says that all students, teachers should wear masks. So as we get ready, so think about this. And this is the ultimate wisdom of the Cincinnati Public School Board. Here we are, a few weeks away from the beginning of school, and across the country and in Ohio, COVID-19 is surging again, but we already know we got COVID-19 deniers who are school board members. We got at least one school board member named Melanie Bates who don't give a damn about you. She don't care if you get COVID. She don't care if your kids get COVID. She don't care about the grandmothers. She don't care about the teachers. Why is this tolerated in this city? You know, we should have a zero tolerance, zero tolerance policy for this nonsense, but it is what it is. She'll probably be reelected because there's enough gullible, dumbass people that vote in Cincinnati to vote for her ass again. You got a member of the school board who has already told you she don't care. She don't care. And don't hit me with that moment of frustration. Mm-mm, you don't get that. So that's what it is, CDC. All over the country in different cities, they are updating uh, their mask mandates, <laughs> new guidelines. I told you, I am not the kind of person to not tell you I told you so, professionally and personally. If I give you some advice and you don't take it and it goes left, I'm going to remind you that I gave you that advice. It's the Virgo in me. Here we go. Dr. Fauci says that the science didn't change. The virus did. Really? The virus changed? Really? Viruses do that? Yeah, we already know this. Water is wet. Viruses mutate. We already know this, but these damn humans worse than COVID, some of them are COVID deniers. Some of them are in it for the politics. Some of them are in it for the money. I ain't going to let COVID get in the way of me paying these bills, and I understand it. I get it, but here we go again. That's why I keep telling you, we're never going to get completely beyond COVID. Because we are standing in our own way. We literally are putting nails in our own coffin. Literally. <laughs> it's the funniest, fucking craziest, scariest shit you ever seen in your entire life, man. Yeah, again, I want to make this analogy. I may, I've made it many times before, but I'll make it again for the people in the back. I'll do it one more time for you. There's a television show called The Walking Dead. On that television show, you got what appears to be like a virus that like swept through the, the world. And it turned a lot of people into monsters, into video, into the flesh-eating zombies. Hordes. And I mean hundreds, thousands of flesh-eating, if not millions of flesh-eating monsters. And they decimate the human population and whittle the numbers of human beings down to just a small, small numbers across the world. 
And if you watch that show, what you quickly realize is that the humans are worse than the zombies. The humans is way worse than the zombies on Walking Dead. I can't even watch anymore because it just got gratuitous. It was just too much. But the real story about that series is the humans, not the zombies. Take that to real life. It's the same fucking thing with humans and COVID. The humans is way worse than COVID. Way, it ain't even close. It ain't even close. We can't get out of our own way to deal with a damn pandemic. It is pathetic. Absolutely pathetic, man. I give the human beings a damn F when it when it comes to dealing with these kind of things. We ain't got a chance. We ain't got a chance. I'm saying it to you again. I've been saying it for years. Hate to kind of be the kind of person to keep saying what he said for years, but the last days, the last days of mankind on earth, it's not going to be G-O-D. It's not going to be the aliens. It's not going to be anything other than us. We are going to cook our own goose on this planet. We are going to F up the Garden of Eden that God created for us. We're doing it right now with climate change. I don't believe in climate change. Huh? There's wildfires every year in the West Coast. What? What? This happens all the time. Okay, watch. We're going to back ourselves into a corner and have to escape this planet. No doubt about it. Straight up out of a science fiction movie. We're going to F up the world somehow. We're doing it right now collectively. Messing up the oceans. Killing off God's create, create, uh, creatures, killing off species. New species, a species die every day, become extinct because of human beings, not COVID. Uh, it's commentary, folks. It's commentary. And who do you think is going to hit first? It's going to hit, it's going to hit those desperate communities first. <laughs> That's what's going to hit first. Get ready for it. Get, get prepared, family. You're not going to be able to say that nobody told you. You got to free. You better start stocking up water. Get yourself a January. Start preparing for when humans F everything up because it's coming. May not happen in my lifetime. May not happen in your lifetime. But it's certainly going to happen. No doubt about it. It's definitely going to happen because we just can't help ourselves. We, we just can't help ourselves. We we just don't know no better. We just can't do it. We you know what would you expect us to do to to think first to maybe think about the environment? That's just beyond a lot of human beings, unfortunately. Five one three eight seven three seven one three four. So what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story as it relates to COVID is you should still be acting like it's this time last year. You should still be wearing a mask whether you're vaccinated or not. You should still be restricting your movements. You should still be washing your hands and being super sensitive about it and being extra careful. You should be doing all that shit. I don't care if the Isley brothers or the brothers Isley are coming to Cincinnati. If you're going to go, word to the wise, mask it up. I saw all these black folks down there with no mask on. You can't wear a mask, but you know what that is? That's some of that social embarrassment like, I don't want to be the only people at the Isley Brothers concert with don't want to wear a mask on. You caring about what people think? It don't. I couldn't find a mask to match my outfit and all this other dupe shit. I told you, humans worse than COVID. Humans, oh, I'm gonna be yelling and dancing. I don't want that mask in my face. 
you're in a crowd where like a very small percentage of the people have gotten vaccinated. You think that's a smart idea? Okay, do you. Do you. Have your fun. I know fun trumps dying. I get it. (laughs) I get it. 100%. Before we go any deeper in the show, a word from our sponsor. All right. Sorry about that. I'm just talking. So, uh, yeah, you know me. Thank you. Thank you, bro. <laughs> you know, it's got to the point where when I when I hear when I get a text message, I'm like, oh, girl, boy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. I'm just talking. So um, it's gotten to the point where well, let me back up here. So going back to that Charlie Winburn spot, the uh, renewed community church spot, I 100 percent agree with the idea of attracting new people into your life, new attitudes, new perspectives, new connections. New connections. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I think I should be good now. I should be Gucci now, right? We good? Yeah. What's up, Zakia? Uh, we should be good. Thumbs up if you can hear me. I believe you can. Yes. Yeah, we Gucci. Sorry about that. You know me. I had the uh, the mute button on while we was playing the commercial. And the reason why I do that is because I don't want you to hear background music. I want you to hear what the commercial has to say. So I just forgot. Uh, we We back. We back. We back. I think we back. Just give me a thumbs up. Uh, Jesse Rice, you miming again, Nate. <laughs> Unmute yourself. I must have been doing it for like a minute. Sorry about that, folks. You know, I'm I'm very, very, very not perfect. Um, Brent writes, so are two COVID-19 vaccinated people attracted to each other with the universal law of attraction? I think so. We back? Good, 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 good. Thank you so much, folks. I appreciate you. You know I ain't perfect. I fully admit it. Tabitha writes, uh, happy hump day, Choppers. Good morning to you. Maurice writes, Gloria's resurrection. Now, what I was saying to you is that, um, you know, we were off of Facebook for a little while and away from our algorithm. So now I'm starting to see the trap is getting back and more people starting to pick up the show. So that's great. It's a great thing. Uh, Nikki writes, good morning. Good to see everybody. Sean writes, good morning, Nate. 
Uh, Maurice writes, glorious resurrection to all. Be blessed even in the midst of adversity. Absolutely, 100%. Kamara's in the house. Good to see you, Kamara. She writes, good morning. Sean writes, good morning, Nate. Regina writes, good morning. This is the best part of the show for me. Just just greeting everybody for the first time in the morning, saying good morning. You know what I'm saying? I love it. I love it. What's up with my choppers? Ashley writes, good morning, Nate. Good morning to you. Sharp Rice, good morning, Nate and the Choppers. Good Risings, all. That's Ray. Brenda Rice, happy Wednesday. Morning, Nate and the Choppers. Hashtag flows, ready to eat for everybody. And then Ray Rice, sound. So this Negro, well, he won't get this damn sound together? How long he been doing this damn show? Get this mo- mo- sound together. I get it. I get it. I know that's not a, a pleasant experience. And I want you to have a very pleasant experience when you check out the Nathan Ivy show every single morning. All right, so let's get back to the cover story. We'll talk about this, and then we'll move on to other things, perhaps. Good morning, Regina. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about this. There's some local stuff we got to talk about yesterday. You know, I went in and, and got a few messages after the show where people said they agree with the flow about these community meetings. I'm all for conversation. I'm a conversationalist. The hell, I talk for a living. However, as it relates to the crime, Gun violence, come on, man. What what else needs to be said? We're beyond talking. We should be in the action phase. Let's get to the action. Get it done. I think it's very highly unlikely that anything has changed, that much has changed in the last 20 years in terms of gun violence, in terms of how to solve it. It's real simple. We don't have a gun violence problem. We have a don't give a F problem. That's what the problem is. The people that can really make things happen don't give a damn enough. That's just my perspective. You might disagree. It's all right. It's all right. We can always agree to disagree on this show. So racism at the heart of the January 6th insurrection. This is great political theater. I'm glad the Democrats are doing this. It should be done for the country so we can get to the bottom of it. You know what's so funny is that when the Republicans was running Congress, these mofos, it seemed like every week was having some congressional hearing about Benghazi, about Hillary Clinton's emails, some e nobody gave a damn about emails. It was inconsequential. They made it into the biggest thing ever. Well, if I had a government email, I wouldn't be able to to order a pizza. You know all this kind of silly shit. I even got into it. When I say got into it, I mean it very respectfully with Chairman Mom. We had a back and forth many years ago because she was like, she picked up on that Republican nonsense just to show you how good it is. Now she's not a Republican, but she watches these shows all day. I mean, that's what she does. I remember she was like, well, Hillary was wrong to use her government email. I mean, if that was me, I would have, on my job, I'm like, mom, you buying into this Fox News BS? You say the same thing over and over again, repetition, man. They get people with that. They got a lot of people with that nonsense. And um, now that there were, when, when there was a, an insurrection, and people lost their lives. And all of this stuff happened on January 6th. The Republicans don't want to do congressional hearings anymore. They was willing to do a thousand congressional hearings over Hillary's emails. But over the lives that were lost and put in jeopardy, we don't want to talk about it. You know why? Because they were complicit in it. I'm glad that Nancy Pelosi is doing this. We need to have this conversation. Not sure how much you've seen it yesterday, but that brother right there, his name is Harry Dunn. He's a U.S. Capitol Police officer. This is from our friends over at C-SPAN 3, and it's only about 90 seconds long. He talks about some of the things that he heard and some of the things that were said to him. And what we found out, and many of us already knew this already, is that racism was at the heart of the Capitol insurrection. 
And I'm glad we drilling down to the real facts. It was racism. Trump and the Republican Party have been fomenting racism for years and years and years as a way of getting to their audience. All that stuff about show me your birth certificate is nothing more than racism. Somehow the other is getting something that you, the righteous white man, is supposed to have. Like, believe it or not, family, there's some white folks running around here who really think, they really believe this nonsense. They really believe that this is their country and that they should be supreme above anybody else. They really believe this. Now, it's not polite. They don't go around saying it, but their actions speak louder than words. They really believe this ish. Run around here. This ain't the America of my grandfather. We used to be running shit, right? Where's my plantation? Go out there and earn it. Go and work. They mad because people out here, black folks out here living their best life and LeBron James got four championship rings and all these rappers are going into the clubs with white girls with Jesus pieces around their neck. They mad about that. They mad because black folks work hard and can move into the same little exclusive cul-de-sacs as them. They mad about that. They mad about that. And that was, was at the core of the January 6th insurrection. All that stuff about... The, the election being stolen, that was nothing more but another narrative. That was nothing more than another thing to talk about. The real issue is, is the browning of America. Non-white folks is doing too good. The competition is getting too close. Y'all living too well. That means if y'all living good, we must be losing. That's how some people think about this, obviously. But let me play this for you. Damn shame. You got to check this out. Yeah. Yeah, it was real out there. These is good white folks. This is just good white folks that just care about their country. Mm-hmm. Sure it was. Straight up white supremacists who were upset about the growing diversity of America. And it's not just America's diverse. They don't want you to live good. They don't want you to move into their neighborhoods. They don't want you to be their bosses. They don't want you to live your black Wall Street life. They don't want that. They want to be above you. 
they want to be supreme over you. And when they open the, when they when they go on online and look at the world around them, things have been changing. Too many non-black people doing well. That's all that shit was. And the Republican Party been doing this for years and years and years. Birthism, birtherism, racist. It was a, a racist Southern strategy. We're going back to when Obama was in office. That's when it started. Soon as the non-white dude became the nominee, and when he became the president, they started doing that subtle racism. Well, does he have a birth certificate? I mean, think about this. Trump would never have been in office if not for Obama. He rode a racist strategy into office. That's how he rose to prominence. It wasn't because he was a non-politician. It was because he was a white man willing to challenge the legitimacy of the black guy. That's all it was. That's all it ever was. Trump never had any really good idea. What good idea did Trump have? Tell me. No, he just had the nerve to speak directly to that racist heart that a lot of these people have in this country. Oh, thank you so much, Sister Iris. I appreciate all the good people letting me know. I'll try to do better. That's all that shit was. So when these people were storming the Capitol, they were storming the Capitol, not just because they thought, see, for them, the election being stolen was just another was just another thing. The larger thing is, is some white folks run around here who really think that somehow black folks already got reparations and that the blacks and the Jews and the gays and little Nas X are all working together to disenfranchise the righteous white man. They really believe this shit. They really believe you can't tell them nothing different. They really believe it. And they're upset because their lives is not what they want it to be. That's because in some cases they lazy as a mofo. And they haven't really been taking advantage of what America offers them. If you were born white in America and your white life didn't turn out like white, if your life didn't turn out the way you wanted to do, nine times out of ten, it's your fault. Just like everybody else's other race. You show me somebody whose life did not turn out the way they wanted to, and guess whose fault it probably is? Theirs. It's your fault. You was born in America. Go out there and make it happen. Go out there and make it happen, but it don't happen the way they want it to do. They, they disinfected. They feel disenfranchised. My life isn't what I want it to be, and then they turn on and see Space Jam 2. <laughs> right? All these black folks with YouTube channels doing well. I don't know what I don't know what they looking at, but that's that's what that's what it is. That's what it is. And see, this this needs to be put out there. Racism at the heart of the January 6th insurrection. Let's call it what it is. That's what it was. Racism was at the heart of the Trump campaign. That's how Trump got elected. He used a southern racist strategy. Strom Thurmond would have been happy and pleased with Donald Trump. That's how he got in office. That's what kept him in office. You know, division. That's what happened. The Republican Party rolled that wave as well. Didn't say a word because they had their mans in them in the White House. They put in Supreme Court nominees in, on the bench. They ain't going to say a word about it. But when the ish hit the fans and good white folks decide to do what good white folks have always done when they get, when they get threatened, which is get weapons and go, and go try to kill people, this ain't nothing new. What we saw on January 6th was a glimpse of, of 1919, the Red Summer. <laughs> nothing difference. This is no difference. This, white folks been doing this in this country every time they get in their feelings about something. Stop me when I'm wrong. 
And people got the nerve to talk about Black Lives Matter and Antifa. What the fuck? What? I don't want to hear that. And that's the truth. Racism was at the heart of the January 6th insurrection. Not this blibbity blop about somebody stealing the election. Mm-mm. It's white folks out who think who think that the election was stolen uh, on behalf of black folks. <laughs> they stole the election for us. <laughs> they put Biden in office for us. Uh-huh, sure they did. Mm-hmm. Where they do that at? Where they do that at? He's <laughs> the good white folks of the Republican Party. He's drops friends. He's drops buddies. Damn shame. 513-873-7134. Now, are we surprised by this? No, because we smart, intelligent black folks. And the others, too. All, all are welcome. All our allies are welcome here. We smart, intelligent people. We already knew this. No, I'm not telling you something you ain't already know. You knew this already, but sometimes good media underscores. We got to dry, dry a couple of lines underneath it just so we make sure that we highlight and we don't forget these moments. And I watched, uh, I didn't watch all of it, but I watched most of it afterward on a series of clips. It was very emotional hearing these police officers talk about this. Uh, it was very emotional. I feel for these people. I don't know how I would react. To it. I, I know how I react. If I'm in a situation like that, it's me again. It's me or you or me in a angry racist mob. Oh, I'm busting heads. You can believe that. I'm coming home. And if I don't come home, I'm dragging their asses to hell with me. No doubt about it. But what I don't know is how I would deal with it afterward. Like in the moment, my life or some racist, man, listen, shame on you. Shame on you. Because I ain't going to sit around thinking about, I had to I had to crush somebody's skull today. I won't sit around thinking about that. I'm going to come home, you do what I do, chill with the family, might jump on Warzone, get me a couple matches in, get back to work, work on the podcast. That's about it. But I don't know. They were talking about the PTSD. Oh, yeah, I'm a war zone champ. You ain't know that. Anyway, I'm talking about the uh, the PTSD that these officers said that they were suffering. It was just, oof. I don't know what it is, man. I mean, and I could imagine that, you know, something like that you don't really prepare for. I could imagine that sticking with them for a long time. But, you know, it's just amazing how you got two political parties. One political party has completely turned its back on the Capitol Police officers completely turn their back on it. They don't want to talk about it. And the reason why is because these Republicans were complicit. This shit is dangerous, man. I want to say this again because it's, it's, uh, the media isn't saying this. If Trump could have stolen the election and got away with it, right, he would have. He'd be in office right now like, nope, the election was stolen. No evidence to, to, to back it up. But if he could have got it off, he tried everything. And incited an angry, violent, primarily white mob to go to the U.S. Capitol and try to take over. This, this happened in our lifetimes. Like, I don't think that we really taken a chance to really think about that. Like, we were, I don't know how close we were to having a modern-day coup d'etat, right, in a country that's always talking about democracy, And you had one of the major political parties that was willing to go along with it. They was cool with it. That is amazing to me. We are truly living in the last days of common sense, my friend. So let's get to it. Uh, 
Um, I'm about to spit fire today. Stay out of my man way, especially if you're known for wick, wick, whack opinions. Okay. Jenny writes, <laughs> good morning, Nathan the Chappos. I don't know why fame thinks somebody is scared of him. Nobody scared about your flows, man. Please stop, bro. Deshauna writes, good morning. May writes, good morning, Nathan the Chappos. Good morning to you, May. Kelly Mitchell writes, good morning, Nathan the Chappie. Chappos, the Chappie, the Chappos, happy hump day. <laughs> Dale writes, hey, did y'all hear that? The silence from the FOP around the country. The FOP is a racist terrorist group. Daryl, what an excellent point, brother. You are so right. I haven't seen any statements from the FOP whatsoever. Let me let me type in FOP and see what happens. Now, the thing needs to be said is that I don't think that these Capitol Police officers are a part of the Fraternal Order Police, I don't believe. So maybe that's what it is. So they're saying, look, we only dealing with local police and things like that. Maybe that's what it is. But I don't see anything. You know, they are all law enforcement. I'll tell you one thing. If instead of angry white people who stormed the Capitol on January 6th and tried an insurrection, if it was, let's say, a Black Lives Matter activist or anything related to black people in any way, I guarantee you that every president of the FOB will be out there condemning. Hey, listen, I know you're not a part of what we do. You're not under our union, but we just want to say we're all law enforcement. We're brothers in law enforcement. I guarantee that's what the story would be. It just goes to show you just how political this really is. Very political. Nikki writes, hey, baby. I think she's talking about my son. Mrs. Love being black writes, good morning, fellow beautiful smart choppers. Good morning to you. Nikki writes, good morning, Junior. Uh, Terry writes, I haven't gotten an alert in over a month now. Well, that's because, you know, it's funny, man. Facebook is so full of ish sometimes. I'll say it again. What's the use of having a lot of people that follow you and are friends on your page if when you post something, all of them don't get a notification? That doesn't make any sense, but it's their platform. You know what they want. Sarah writes, Grand Risings family. Good morning to you, brother. Good day, everybody. Good day. Glenn's in the house. Sister Iris in the house. Good morning to you. Michael's in the house. Good morning to you. Um, Dale writes, I love the fact interaction. Uh, Bunky writes, what's up, Nate and the Choppers? Good morning to you. Dale writes, tell the owners about your appreciation for the greeny greenery. You know, I thought very, again, I was just walking through the park yesterday. I love, I got a route that I walk. It takes me about 50 minutes, and I'm trying to get that to 40 minutes, right? Put some speed into it, and I maximize all the hills in and around Eden Park. Eden Park's a great park to walk through. I love it. Very relaxing, and I'm, I'm near the art steps. They can do what they want to do with their property, but what I notice is that they're, they're, they're tearing down a lot of the greenery right there and exposing the landscape, and I'm wondering, are they going to expand the art walk? I think that art walk has been, those steps, the art steps have been, I think they call it art climb. The art climb has been very, very successful. Uh, I love it. I love the steps, hills, anything that's difficult physically, I like to do. And it's very, very popular. Like if you go there like certain days on like Saturday morning, man, we should all link up and just walk those steps together, man. That would be super dope. Um, And I've got a little route that I walk in which I incorporate the steps like every 12, 14 minutes I'm hitting those steps. Right. So it's like a little circuit that I've created that is hella, hella, hella fun. 
And uh, looks like they're they're expanding the art walk, which I guess would be dope. But I'm like saying, like, if you're an artist, I don't know. Everywhere I go in the city, I see them tearing down green space. And I'm like, wait a minute. These are trees. You know, let let let, let them live. Especially at Eden Park. But that's their property. That's their plan. I'm not on their board. I don't have no say-so whatsoever. I'm just a citizen, a patron. And they can do what they want to do. But just a thought. There's not, nothing real, real big. I thought about that, there. I was like, maybe I should fire off an email or something. But, uh, I mean, am I that invested in it? Not really. I did see a little baby baby deer, a little Bambi, was on the side of the road where they had just cleared the, the, the trees and the foliage and everything over there with its mother. The mother crossed the street, and the little baby, little baby Bambi didn't want to cross the street. I, stood, I took a second and I took a look at baby Bambi and I went on with my walk. Beautiful nature. I love it. Uh, Eloise writes, uh, good morning. Good to see you. Bunky writes, vax the blacks. <laughs> vax the blacks. <laughs> uh, CDM writes, uh, I'm glad he actually said in his testimony, not the N-word. Make it real. Good morning. Uh, I'm with you on that. Make it real. Make it real. Good morning. I'm with you on that. Cass writes, uh, hey, Nate and the Choppers, good morning to you. Tracy writes, hi. Nikki writes, CDC go, keeps going back and forth. They do. They do. Everybody keeps going back and forth. That's because they're trying to appease. And they want to open it up for businesses because everybody's worried about the economy. The politicians like the governor, the president, they're worried about the economy. because, And they're right on some levels because the health of the economy um, – you know, it could be a major indicator as to whether they're going to be reelected for whatever the reason is. You know, people might understand like, yeah, it's COVID, but still I ain't got no money and they'll take it out on the governor. So you know, they've got a they've got a lot of reasons to try to push everybody back. You know, I'm just saying, look, be smart out here, yo. Be smart. Even if you vaccinated, stay masked up. If you're not vaccinated, you know, keep acting like it was a year ago. Act like this is 2020, July 2020. Act like it's July 2020. Uh, let me see. Uh, Callie writes, uh, Mike DeWine has no spine. No, he doesn't. Uh, Terrence is in the house. Hey, good to see you, brother. We got to catch up, man. We got to catch up for sure. Uh, let's go to the phones. Good morning. Welcome to the show. I'm doing well, Danita. Hey, hold on one second, Danita, because people can't hear you. I have to make sure I connect you all the way. Hold on one second, sis. I think we good now. Let's try it again. Hey, good morning, Danita. Welcome. Good morning. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes, we can hear you now. Okay. Just really quick, I want for everybody to understand how important this midterm election is going to be. Because we see that the party of law and order, this is what they want to do. They didn't want these Senate hearings to go on, period. And there, you know, the party of law and order didn't give a damn to go in and attack the Capitol. The party of law and order and patriots went and desecrated what they are supposed to hold true. So we have to remember there are Senate seats and um, House seats that are up for reelection. So if we don't go and vote in this midterm because we didn't get reparations, it's going to be even worse than what we're thinking. So I just hope that those people who are saying, I'm not going to vote in this midterm election, I hope they understand what is at stake. 
and we have to look at it. We are still dealing with the effects of us not voting in the midterm election under the Obama administration. We're still dealing with the effects of that. And so what we have to realize is when we don't vote, it has long lasting implications and our kids' future is at stake. So I'm just saying, you know, if you sit at home, we're going to get it. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. And and it's going to be bad for all of us. I mean, what is at stake is too important to sit at home. That's all I got, Nate. That's all I need. Danita, thanks for the call. All right. Yeah, all right. Agree, agree 100%. I know it's a little cheesy, but I agree 100%. Brent writes, common sense deniers. Yeah, common sense deniers. Again, like I said, I'm not trying to push you to the vaccine. You're never going to hear me tell you unless there's more evidence and science, and I feel 100% confident that the science backs it up. But at this point, do what you do. It ain't even about the vaccine for me per se. It's just about making sure you keep those safety measures in place. That's it. CDC is going back and forth because they're trying to appease all people. To me, good leadership keeps it real with you. Good leadership tells you what a TI is, period. This is what it is. And, you know, I was the same way before we came into COVID. My attitude hasn't changed. Do what's best for public safety, and we'll get through this, and we can get back to normal. All all around the country, uh, uh, Arizona, Central Virginia, you name it, all around the country, uh, people are the states and cities are updating and revising their COVID-19 uh, protocols, their guidances, their mass mandates. It's changing. You got these new, the Delta variant that I'm reading about this morning that they're saying is doing all kind of different things that is much more uh, infectious. So we shall see. Here it is. CDC reverses course on mask mask recommendation with Delta variant on the rise. I'm not saying don't go out. Go out. Live your best life. A friend of mine was telling me he was checking out the show. He was like, man, everything you were saying, you sound like me. I'm out here in these streets making it happen. Make it happen, Captain. But be smart about it. That's all I'm saying. Be smart about it. Be smart about it. Let me tell you exactly what the CDC is saying now so you have the best information possible. That's my J-O-B to make sure you are as informed as possible on some of these critical things, okay? And it was just two months ago that President Joe Biden was declaring a great day in America after the CDC revised his mass guidelines for vaccinated people. And now the CDC is going going back and forth again. And I think that the the wisest thing you can do is just be as smart as possible. Act like we are at the height of COVID-19. That's what you should do. That's what you should do. Uh, if you're fully vaccinated, you have to wear masks so the shots don't work? No. Well, the vaccine never prevented you from getting COVID-19. The vaccine was just to lessen the impact if you got COVID-19 and make you a little bit more resistant to it. You can still get it and transfer it. Okay? That's what the vaccine was set up to do, and that's what they said it was supposed to do from day one. So, yes, if you're fully vaccinated, still wear a mask. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Nathan and the Choppers. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, TNT? Good morning. Doing well. Awesome. Um, I was just calling in uh, about the uh, hearings yesterday. I'm actually glad that um, they were conducted. Um, these last couple of months, 
have been almost a total whitewash of what we all saw with our own eyes on January the 6th. And really, it was just becoming, you know, I think faded in people's memory of how serious and significant and historical uh, that day was. Um, if, if you leave it to conservatives to describe what happened, uh, it was just a bunch of tourists. You leave it to the former president. Oh, these, these were, you know, um, they were loving and hugging on the and kissing on the police. Uh, furthest furthest from the truth, um, that was an all-out war. And to watch the video footage and to just un- just to put yourself in those officers' shoes and just the sheer enormous amount of people. And, like, that's the type of situation where people are crushed. You're trampled. You know, you could be, you know, then, then they're, they're, uh, they have all these different items. They have um, bear spray. Spraying it. I mean, they were they were ready. They they forgot to even mention the bombs that were at both uh, sides of the uh, Senate or the Congress, and uh, they had weapons. They used flagpoles and different things. So all of this being um, projected at officers who were who were nowhere near prepared for this, um, I, I think is is like a incredible. Uh, disgrace and disrespect to try to disregard what happened to these individuals. And I, you know, just like, you know, any type of action of, of almost hand-to-hand combat, because that's what a lot of it was. Like it was all out hand-to-hand combat. And I saw police officers of all different races and I seen, I seen black women, you know, I, everybody didn't have shields and stuff. And you're just like in the middle of this, this craziness, you know what I mean? And it, it was, it was really uh, eye-opening and to hear uh, some of these lawmakers describe it and then just try to put it underwater, then do everything they could to make it so this discussion uh, didn't happen. I think it's such a hypocrisy and especially as much as they talk about like uh, the needle saying law and order and and you know, back to blue, and to have those flags, and to use those same flags to to stab and poke and and uh, hurt these officers was uh, just real hypocritical and and really shameful. You know what I mean? And and I think it was eye opening, really for the country. I mean, a lot of it people had to like under underline and know because you, you see these little small pockets and elements and. Uh, there is a there is a rise in uh, hate groups. Like I got something from the uh, Southern Poverty Institute, and it, it just provided me an entire map of all these different uh, hate groups, and and uh, they they're everywhere. Almost every single state, every single state has has some, and even even Alaska and Hawaii, hallelujah, like they they are everywhere, and. Um, it's dangerous. And when the FBI says the the um, greatest uh, threat to um, this country is a, is the uh, domestic terrorist, they're not playing. And if, if they had continued to sweep this under the rug, what's to say that this couldn't happen again on a greater scale? I, I feel like the mere fact that they have they were able to infiltrate the way they did lets them know, like, we can't. We can't, and, and to really just uh, say, uh, 
how we could do it better next time. So these hearings is so um, imperative. It was some discussion there on, on what officers need. They're like, we're, we're operating on, on technology and things from 30 years ago. Like we were, we were not equipped for this. And of all places in the, in the country, the Capitol should have never been penetrated like that. Never. Um, but I, I think it's a, a disgrace to hear uh, Republicans who deny this. And I, and I really wish, you know, to a degree that some of that Nancy Pelosi had allowed them to go ahead and be on there because the testimony yesterday, the way those officers went in, especially, uh, you know, the one, uh, Michael Fanone, he's the one with like the beard. And uh, he, he was the one that kind of like slammed the desk, like, you know, the people who denied it is a disgrace. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you've seen videos of him prior, you know, he was the one that was dragged out and like people were stabbing up. They were trying to take his gun and they was like, shoot him with his own gun, shoot him with his own gun. And he's just like being knocked in the head with uh, uh, all types of objects. And, you know, he, he was like, I was going to die. And he's like, only thing he could think of was just to say that I have kids, I have kids. And someone, <clears throat> some people with, some decency and humanity managed to like grab him and push him back to the door with the rest of the officers. And he was unconscious for like four minutes, like out of it. And, uh, just basically, uh, went through all of that. And then when he did his interview, he was like, well, what about the people that helped you? He's like, uh, you know, I appreciate them for uh, helping me, but F you for being there. <laughs> basically like the whole, ordeal was just dramatic and for what for what you know the biggest liar the the, the one term um twice impeached president that you know may end up in prison himself for all the shenanigans and lies and uh corruption he's committed with his his crew this is what these people are fighting for i just i just find it hard to believe and um um let me see the the gentleman that, that talked about the n word. I, I I agree with the uh, one chopper um, for him to bring that to the table from his perspective. And I'm glad that the Congress people allowed him to lip, elaborate and to show the different perspectives. He said all of us was fighting our own different wars, you know, and not only having to you know be in hand to hand combat with these nuts, but to be uh, call these names and, and be demoralized or dehumanized. It, it was to like fight this fight with trash that had the audacity to believe that you are beneath them. You know what I mean? So, you, you know, you're dealing with the, the, the psychological and I think he, he even said in that moment, they really didn't receive it to like, after it was all over then just like, damn, people coming at me like, really? So, I mean, just the psychological and how that, affects all of them um continuously like it, it would make you angry and i and i can understand officers who was there and they didn't want to give up they didn't want to back down that's the bravery that's the stuff that we that you know i guess this country highlights because that that's the type of courage we expect to see in officers and and like how they just kept saying like we were sacrificing our bodies and ourselves to save you guys in the Congress and you won't speak up for us. 
Like y'all, you denying what happened to us. Like it's it's such a slap in the face. Um, because they did, and I could imagine if I was an officer, like I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with the choppers. These are my people here. I see people going like I wouldn't want to stop either. I want to keep fighting, but you just don't realize you are fighting against tens of thousands. But you just got to do what you can. A lot of them still held those doors, and, and it could have been so much worse. And you heard some of the Congress people just like crying, like knowing if if they were not there, they was dead. They was dead. <laughs> like those people would have dragged them out. They had nooses outside and everything. Just total ridiculousness like i've never in life seen this and to actually try to sweep this under the rug i think was it's just such a disrespect like they said this is a historical day what happened that day was historical people who are on the opposite side of this you will go down in history for for this uh for for your uh failure and your hypocrisy but um and and i love really the end because all of them came to the conclusion, like, well, what can we do? You know, what, what do we need to do? Like, find out who sent them. Find out the origin, which all roads will lead to Trump. All roads are going to lead to uh, conservatives and everyone that, that enabled this. And, 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 that, and I like the way they planned it. Like, well, we're just, we're just going to see how, where this goes. We all know where this is going to go. But let's go ahead and go through the <laughs> the motions and everything else. But this that's the part that people are trying to avoid. And 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 we can't it cannot be avoided. And I wanna say one more thing. Um, as as it relates to voting, you are always supposed to leverage your vote. If you're voting and not making uh demands, if you're not um, expressing your interest in, you're just you're just exercising your your, your uh, civil duties without without trying to get representation, without trying to you know get your interest met. Voting isn't just to vote; it's to get your interest met. And so um, we have to make the demands. We have to demand what we want and what we need, or we're going to just be going through. It's like the definition of insanity. You don't do that. And so, um, and it has to be consequences. Also, it isn't just consequences for us when we don't vote or whatever the situation is. It's it got to be consequences to politicians who don't hear our voices and don't respect, you know, our, our interests and what we need. It has to be the other side. They do that. They they make them do pledges. They make their demands. They they follow their vote. They don't just vote and go away. They go to to city hall. They go to Columbia. They go to Washington. They engage. They interact. They stay with it. And that's the part people should be preaching to maintain your engagement when you're when you're voting. You follow your vote. You follow these politicians. You keep up with what is going on, so your interests can get met. Um, we were just doing that literally the other day, yesterday, you know, the whole thing, we was meeting with, uh, the sheriff and I ain't gonna go into details or whatever. It's like the second meeting, but I'm telling you the, 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 we are, we are making sure that what was promised is, uh, what is being followed through. And there's a lot of things that's been revealed that we, we've, we've been able to help, uh, change in the process, things that people wouldn't know, but it's going to be changes 
And it's just because these ongoing conversations that we're having with these offices to make sure that our interest is being met. It's what you do. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and go out, get out of here. Thanks. By today's standard, by today's standard, there's no way. I, I know I know that the mic was still off, so appreciate you. So uh, shout out to TNT, appreciate her. So um, I'm not surprised to see and hear, or should I say to hear, that the Cincinnati NAACP, <laughs> thank you, Brian, <laughs> did it again. I'm not surprised to hear that the Cincinnati NAACP is on the front lines working with the sheriff, and um, we'll need to – I'm going to reach back out to Sheriff McGuffey and see if she's willing to come on the show and just talk about, you know, what's what's new. You know, what has she changed? What's in place? And um, <clears throat> we dodged a bullet. We dodged a bullet. I mean, I'm not saying anything personally about Bruce Hoffbauer. I'm sure on a personal level he is a great guy. I'm, I don't know him personally. No reason to get ad hominem at all. But just from the outside looking in, man, listen, we dodged a bullet. We dodged a bullet. I just was very concerned about his – her challenger's uh, history, killed an unarmed black man, and then made up a whole bunch of excuses to my fear for my life. Uh-huh, sure you did. By today's standard, it never would have went down like that. I think he probably would have faced more serious consequences. If not, it just wouldn't have went down like that. But uh, then through the debates, some of the responses, I'm like, nah, we can do better. So, again, we dodged a bullet. We dodged a bullet with the election of Charmaine McCuffey, McGuffey, and I take it for her word. You know, I would not be surprised to see if she puts everything she said that she was going to put in place in place. And if not, then you got people like the Cincinnati NAACP that's willing to hold her accountable. And that's a good thing. That's what you want for an organization like that. Again, to me, from what I see, they're on the front lines trying to do something positive. So I'm all with it, 100%. Uh, we got Aaron Hunter. What's up, Aaron? What's up, brother? Good to see you, says to Nat Turner. Newsmax is Fox News on steroids while chugging extra strength monsters. Is that right? Yeah, Newsmax is. And again, that's very profitable. Like I said, if you if you want to start a conservative media uh platform, shit, the conservatives the one thing about conservatives, man, is that conservatives support conservatives. You know, conservatives support conservatives. I've seen it many times over the years. You can have a brand new podcast that's conservative in nature, and that podcast will be able to get if it's conservative, it'll be able to get big name conservative politicians. Like they all support one another. On the liberal Democrat side, not so much. Not so much, in my opinion. In my opinion. 
uh, fame rights, uh, that sound like propaganda. Black suspects always tell white cops to drop the gun, and we can show you what kind of white boy you are. January 6th probably was race-driven, but that testimony was weird. Okay. Uh, Brother Terrence Graxon's in the house. Good morning to you. Uh, let me see. All walks of life in the name of overthrowing our government, right? They tried to overthrow the government in modern day times. Like this is the kind of shit that we read about and we watch in documentaries about third world countries. And it almost happened right here. It almost happened right here. I'll say it again. If Trump could have stolen the election of 2020 and just installed himself for another term, like, yeah, I'm still here. Even though there was no evidence to support any of his claims, he would have done it. And not only would he have done it, he would have had thousands of people and in some cases, people in prominent positions that would have supported him because they felt like they was going to get something out of it. Officer Dunn is the brother Tucker Carlson attacked last week. He sure did. Did you see Tucker Carlson get confronted? I'm not sure who posted it, but uh, somebody posted a video of Tucker Carlson. He was somewhere uh, vacationing, and a white dude confronted him face-to-face, got in his face. And was telling him about himself. You could just see it all over Tucker Carlson's face. He didn't want no smoke whatsoever. Uh, Terrence writes, good morning, everyone. Good morning to you, brother. Good to see you. Maurice writes, white folks are not a native of anywhere but the Caucasus Mountains. They are not native to Europe either. Europe is named after a dark-skinned woman. Is that right? Huh. Brian writes, 180,000 median wealth versus 22,000 median wealth. Now tell me who has a leg up. Absolutely, Brian. It's just it's just the way people perceive it. You know, there are some people out there, primarily white folks, not all white folks, but there are some white folks that are afraid about the browning of America. They're afraid that black folks can uh, go to college and compete with their kids and then get out of college and compete for jobs and then get a job and compete for whatever it might be out there. You know what I'm saying? That's what that all that shit was. Black Wall Street was all about, oh, y'all, y'all shining too much. Y'all living too good. So let me use any little excuse I can to knock you back down so we can be supreme. And that was at, that's what was at the core of Trump, the Republicans, when Obama was in office, all the resistance against Obama. It was all racist in nature. In some cases, subtly racist, but racist in nature. Sean writes, uh, uh, African-American people are the most resilient. We do not complain. We just make it happen. Bunky writes, uh, Nate Strong Thurman was Biden's mentor. Oh, boy. I think you're right about that. <laughs> Don't be bringing up the facts, man. Uh, Trump got in like Reagan did. Uh, Dale Rice F. Charlie Kirk, too, for his comments on Simone Biles, who, by the way, Simone Biles, and this is a bit of a letdown for me, I'll be honest with you. I personally was looking forward to seeing uh, that sister compete, uh, the most decorated um, U.S. Olympic athlete. In fact, the most decorated gymnast of all time, Simone Biles. And she stepped out because of mental health. She withdrew from the all-around competition because of mental health. And, hey, I ain't mad at her. Do what you got to do, sis. Whatever you got to do to make yourself feel better and get healthy or whatever, you go right ahead. You owe yourself more than you owe the country. You've given the United States as much. You've given the United States more than they could even expect from you. So if you need to go do your thing, sis, go do your thing. Now, I'm disappointed because I wanted to see her floor routine. I want to see her compete. You know she was going to smash the competition with her melanin, her melanated skin. I was looking forward to that. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll have to wait and see. Hope she's okay. 
the uh, amendments and constitution need to be reconstructed. Uh, Nikki writes, they will try it again. I firmly believe it. Um, yeah, I could see that happening. I could see another capital insurrection because it worked. They got what they wanted. They was able to disrupt the system. They was able to make politicians afraid. They was able to get crazy headlines. That's what they wanted or part of what they wanted. They wanted to keep Trump in office. Of all the people in U.S. history that was the president, that somebody would put their life on the line, life put their life on the line for, they did it for Trump. That's like Soldier Boy saying Drake, Trump. You do you doing this for Trump? <laughs> Pathetic. Uh, drop rights. Uh, good morning, Choppers. John Lewis Voting Rights Bill, aka for the People Act, HR forty. AKA reparations, Joy Floyd, the justice reform bill. Tabitha writes, I'm tired of America turning a blind eye to black people. Well, that's a part of the American fabric. Unless you got a wicked jump shot or you crazy, crazy skills in the athletic field or you're an entertainer, then they love you. As soon as you open your mouth and start talking about, you know, uh, parody, equity, uh, not even parity, equity, policy, intangibles, you become public enemy number one. But if you keep it on, you keep it on entertainment, if you keep it on entertainment, if you keep it just about, you know, singing and dancing and, you know, running with a ball, they love you. That's why we got to love us. These white dudes all vying to be the most controversial. They can take Rush Limbaugh's spot. Nobody's going to take Rush Limbaugh's spot. That's impossible in these days. See, the thing about it is, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's timing. You know, Rush Limbaugh came along at a time before the advent of the Internet, back when traditional uh, radio was dominating. That was the only way, right, outside of television for people to be heard. And so he was a singularity, you know, in that context. The world is different now. The world is so much different I don't think there'll ever be a Rush Limbaugh per se. That's why they'll probably take somebody like a Sean Hannity. More than likely, I don't know who's there to take his spot. Drop could probably tell me this. But they'll probably take somebody who's already well-established as a radio personality on some of these these big-time radio stations, and they'll put him in Rush's spot. I'm not even sure who's there now because I tuned out of Rush and that whole conservative media thing a long time ago. But Rush was a singularity. He came up at a time in which, you know, he was the only show in town. Now, with YouTube and TikTok and, and Instagram, psh, it's a whole different ball game. Whole different ball game these days. So we have to wait and see. That's the beauty of being able to pass amendments. We can do it if we organize and mobilize. TNT, uh, she writes, they nearly lost their minds when a red state like Georgia turned blue and elected a black and Jewish man. They write, they lost their minds to the point where they had to pass all these new maneuvers and measures and tools so they can steal the election and steer the election in the direction they wanted to do down in Georgia. Yeah, that's what they do. That's why I'm saying if your vote didn't matter, then these, these politicians wouldn't try so hard to legally maneuver to control and steal and make it more difficult for you to vote. I don't need to hear no more. Uh, Nikki writes, he has no one to blame but himself. Uh, Drop writes, desperate Democrats are attempting to impeach Trump for the third time with the January 6th select committee. No, that's not what they're doing. That's not what they're doing. They just want to get the truth out there, the uncomfortable truth, the embarrassing truth, the inconvenient truth for, for Trump and the Republicans. Trump, stop it, man. You're being a propagandist. You know, he, why are you carrying the water for this dude? 
No, no. The truth needs to be put out there. I want to know, like, if the, I want to know to what detail and what level were there politicians, whether they're Democrat or Republican, that were involved in any way, small, medium, or large, or schmedium, in any way that they were involved with the insurrection on January 6th. Because if so, we need to know who the traitors are. We need to know who the real traitors are. And if you're a traitor, we need to know that so we can deal with you responsibly. Simple as that. Black, white, Democrat, Republican, independent, it makes no difference to me. So I think they should continue. I think it's a great idea. And I slightly disagree with TNT. She was like, you know, she kind of felt like she wanted, uh, it wasn't Jim Jeff, Jim Jordan from Ohio and these other people to be on the council, uh, on the committee. I don't want them there because these are very skilled propagandists. And all they would have did was steer attention away from the real show. The real show is a testimony of the people who were there that day, like the officers. All they would have did was stir the pot and muddy the waters. And we don't need that. That's all they would have did. Uh, Nikki writes, if he had handled COVID better, he would be present today. The mail-in ballots killed him. Absolutely, Nikki. I keep Smart people think alike. Trump would have won re-election if he had given a mature and responsible response to COVID because Joe Biden was struggling and he didn't get, he didn't really take the lead in the Democrat primary until South Carolina. He struggled. He barely won. If, if Trump would have shown a little bit of common sense, just a little bit, if he would have came out with COVID and applied that same single-minded determination that he applied to making himself come across like he was the greatest president ever, if he would have put that focus and energy in, in a responsible response to COVID, he would be president right now. But he didn't do that. <laughs> That's it. He didn't do that. Hatred supersedes the fact that they were in a, that we were in a pandemic. Sick world we live in. Yes, it is a sick world we live in. Very sick. Terrence writes, and the only way to get rid of them is to vote them out. Absolutely. Darlene writes, yes, sir, they are trying to see it, to see it up for the next presidential election. That's why we better vote to seal it up for the next elect presidential election. That's why we better vote in the midterm elections like we came out in November 2020. I'm with you. I vote in every election, all the elections. Anytime I get an opportunity to vote and give my opinion about it, I'm going to vote. Even if it's candidates that I'm not 100% about, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to find some issue that I can use to vote on. Uh, let me see here. That's just me, or it sounds like that's just us. Nikki writes, imagine, imagine if it was Al-Qaeda, right? Uh, D.C. Metro is a part of FOP. Absolutely. I think you're right about that. That would make sense. Brandy writes, good morning. Happy hump day. Good morning to you, Brandy. Good morning. Thank you for being here. She writes, yes, I was talking about your son. Right, right, right. He, he, that's part of his highlight of his morning. He loves to come in and ham it up with dad and talk with the choppers and you know, sometimes during the day, he'd be like, yeah, I said hello to the choppers. He loves to say, get to the choppers. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a a good guy. Uh, Glenn Rice Drop is going to have to be turning an X to spend this shit after yesterday's testimony. I don't think we'll get a call from Drop today. I don't. I'm not trying to call you out, Drop, but just kind of why? Because what is he going to say? He can't call in today and talk about Joe Biden the border. I mean, he could. The biggest political news story is the testimony, the very damning testimony from the Capitol Police officers. So we shall see. We shall see. Uh, Regina writes, cool, Nate, a walking club. I'm in. Now, I know my man Lincoln Ware does a walking club, and I think it's a great thing. Like, they walk out at uh, Wynn Woods. Um, 
I'm not sure we need to recreate the wheel, but if it's something that could be about health and wellness that can make us all like healthier, I'm with it. I'm with it. 100%. Vax that thing up. (laughs) Oh, vax that thing up. Yes. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Vax that thing up. BLK. Yeah. maybe, Maybe we need to be reminded of this this morning. Yeah, vax that thing up. Thank you, Tabitha. I'm going to try to play that video right now because obviously we need to be reminded of it. Some folks just forgot. Yeah, the the lyrics are hilarious too, man. The lyrics are hilarious. Vax that thing up. (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's listen to it. Let's check it out. You was a handsome young brother once you vaxxed that thing up. <laughs> what? You a wholesome young brother. <laughs> Feeling freaky all night? Need to vax that thing up. If you want to get sticky and hot, then go, go, go and get the shot. That's the best line. Okay, scratch that. (laughs) If you want to smash some dude named Scott, (laughs) then go, 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 go and get the shot. Sounds like sound advice to me. If you want to smash with Scott, <laughs> that's too much, man. That's too much, man. Thank you for that break. That break was brought to you by Tabitha and her comment this morning. <laughs> that's funny. If you want to smash a dude named Scott, <laughs> what? How did he come up with that line? If you want to smash a dude named Scott, then what rhymes with shot? Scott. <laughs> Scott. Oh, man, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. If you want to smash a dude named Scott, then go, 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 go and get the shot. <laughs> Bucky Rice Plantation music, man. Let us live, man. Let us live, bro. Let's get it in right now. Uh, man, Iona Rice, do a walking club, Nate. I'm in. Really? Okay. Really? I mean, I walk every day, so. Hmm. 
uh, has dropped called the show today. Spinderella drop. Spinderella drop. No, no, he hasn't. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Brittany? Brittany's in the house. She writes something about that beat. Yeah, it's that back that thing up beat that we all know from a certain era. You know that song. If you want to smash a dude named Scott, then go, go, go and get the shot. I mean, listen, if that's not going to convince you to get the shot, uh, but I'm, I as a man, I mean, can we get a, what's a female's name that rhymes with shot? Somebody, somebody quick on their feet out there. Kendall Clark writes, LOL. Uh, Janice writes, if we all vote, we can win every time. We've done it before and we can do it over and over again. Well, that's certainly true of Cincinnati. If, 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 if let's say 85% of the black electorate came out, we would determine, and by we, I mean black voters would determine all of it. We, we would determine all of that. And if though, if that started to happen, the politicians would start to bend toward the will of the black electorate. That's what would happen. I think, I think. Uh, Kendall Rice, it's something that plays in the back of your mind. <laughs> William Rice, hey. Tabitha Rice, some dude named Scott, right? Just some dude. And that's what she said. If you want to smash some dude, some dude named Scott, she's like, you just met him yesterday at the mall. What's his, what's his name? Scott. Some dude named Scott. Scott. <laughs> David Rice, I'm speechless. Jekka writes, uh, if there are any non-white presence, not every black person supports this disgraceful video. It makes black people look ignorant. You really? You think it makes black people look ignorant? Really? I don't think it makes us look ignorant, Jerrica. Just, I mean, I'm not challenging your opinion. Think what you think. I, I just think it's fun. You know, I don't take it too seriously at all. I don't think, I, I think they were kind of making fun at it. Like, this video ain't making nobody run out and get no damn vaccination. This is just some fun, little fun stuff to me. Uh, Christian writes, good morning to you, Christian. He writes, no limited cash money together. What? Brittany writes, I will say I could have wrote better lyrics. <laughs> Jerrica writes, disgraceful. Damn, Jerrica. Is that serious? Smash with Scott. Uh, Clarence writes, uh, I ain't mad at Juvenile for jumping on the opportunity to get that bag, but, bro, let people make their own decisions. Listen, if they pay, if Juvenile got paid by some local government to make a video and he had fun with it with his boy Manny Fresh and, and Mia X, go right ahead. Again, this video ain't convincing me to do a damn thing. I don't think this video is convincing anybody. I just look at it as pop culture. They were just having some fun. Am I the only one? I, I didn't take this seriously. I didn't think it was like a serious attempt by juvenile Manny Fresh and Mia X to get the black community to, to vax it up. I just thought it was fun in the era of the pandemic. That's just me. Janice writes, rhymes. <laughs> good vibes, good vibes, good vibes, good vibes, good vibes. Drop writes, black Democrats will fall this-ish every time. Vax that thing up. TNT writes, that's when you have no lyrical expansion. I don't know anybody named Scott that's hot, LOL. I know one guy named Scotty, the hottie. His name is Scott. But his name is Scott T. And there's Scotty Pippen. But I don't know I don't know any black people named Scott. I know Scott T's. I've heard of Scott Teenies, but I've never heard of a Scott. So I'll give you that for sure. Curtis writes, stupid. <laughs> 
Carmelita Rice, they out of order. <laughs> if you want to hit a thought, there you go. There you go, Brittany. If you want to hit a thought, then go, 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 go and get the shot. Thank you, Brittany. Maurice Rice, why is it that Haiti, a continent, per, continent, country, po, I think you mean country, poorer than the U.S., has a more, much lower rate of this alleged virus than the USA? Really? I didn't know that. Uh, Brian Rice, Maxine, vaccine. Thank you, Brian. If you want to smash with a girl named Maxine, then make sure that you get the vaccine. There it is. We helping out Juvie this morning, man. Uh, TNT writes, or oh, thought. Jericho writes, why not just team up with Lincoln's walking club? I'll be down with that. It doesn't seem weird to start a separate walking club, maybe a biking, uh, a running club, but that's just me. Yeah, I would do that. Support Link. Most definitely. Support the people, public health. That's the only thing that would change the dynamic. Uh, Kev on the cell writes, if you want to smash some girl named Sirach, then go, go, go and get the shot. A girl named Sirach. Unfortunately, there might be some children named Sirach. Like, I like that name. Really? Yeah, I'm going to name my kid after Puffy's liquor label. Stranger things have happened. Uh, let me see. Jenny writes, uh, Jenny writes, hold a good copies. Haven't seen my manager since last fall. He's here, and I have to go ask a question. Be right back. <laughs> okay. Scott, there's Scott Dean. Wait, wait, we can hear the Scott. The thing about that video is that it's speaking to a specific group. Here's a Scott right here. How do you feel about this, Scott? They're talking about men named Scott. If you want to smash a man named Scott, then go, 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 go and get the shot. A Israel, a Israel writes, that's sound advice, Nathan, using the vaccine to push and encourage promiscuity. Um, hey, Israel, good morning to you. Good to see you. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I didn't take this video as serious. I thought it was sort of like making fun of the whole situation, right? It's tongue in cheek. That's how I looked at it. TNT writes, as long as you name a shot, you can get it, LOL. Mrs. Love being black writes, if you want to smash a thought, then go get the shot. See, a lot of people thought about that. Uh, Nina writes, uh, that song was made specifically for a dating app, LOL. Is that right? Scott Dean writes, oh, it definitely was probably a serious opportunity to try and move people to in the know to get vaccinated. Uh, Terrence writes, there's a Scott in your audience. I see. Uh, Christian writes, nah, they're just having fun. They're not making decisions for anyone. Brittany writes, yeah, I doubt anyone got up like SpongeBob off the couch like, yeah, let me head out and get this shot right. I don't see that happening. They laughed at it like we're doing. Talk show hosts probably played it and had some fun with it. And that was it. Kendall writes, don't see anything wrong with the video. Trying to spread awareness. I've seen worse. Yeah, like that little Nas X video. Have you seen that video? I mean, I get it. I get it. Little Nas X is homosexual. He's queer. That's what he says. He calls himself. I get it. Queer people need a hero. And their hero is little Nas X. Uh, I've seen the latest video. I mean, okay. I mean, you know, not not all music and videos are for me. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of artists out there I just don't get down with. 
And I have nothing against them whatsoever. I'm sure they have great audiences like Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X is a two-time platinum winner. He got big bags of money and millions of people that follow him. And who knows? He might be, he might be providing commentary in a platform that people can get something out of. But for me personally, meh. I ain't with it. I ain't with it. If you want to go hit my shot, then go, 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 go and get the shot. Somebody <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Mrs. Love being black rice. I agree. It was just fun. We don't have to be that serious. They took a song from our youth and flipped it. That's all they did. They took a song from our youth and flipped it. Nothing more than that. Uh, anybody out there running out to go get the vaccine because they saw that. I mean, that's good for them if it helps them, but I don't see it. I don't see it one bit. Again, let's get back to other matters, shall we? 513-873-7134. Hope you're doing great, family. Happy Wednesday to you. So a couple of local things here we want to talk about. I want to make sure I get this out to you. Is that it looks like Mike DeWine's administration was tied up with that first energy controversy. You heard about this in the state of Ohio? Yeah, I ain't surprised by it. I ain't surprised by it one bit. I'm going to keep my eyes on that. But it looks like what's coming out now is that there's more connections between the first energy and people in Ohio to follow politics know what I'm talking about. You know, fiasco, controversy, corruption. And also the office of Mike DeWine, who's the current Republican male governor in the state of Ohio. So, well, I'll keep my eyes on that. I'm also reading that Bridget Kelly is going to be running. She's a white female Democrat. And she was a state rep for some time. I mean, she's ran for a few offices or a couple offices. Now she's running um, for auditor of Hamilton County because Dusty Rhodes announced that he's no longer going to be running. He's not going to run for reelection. And the, the, the quote that I read said he's going to have more time for tweets. He seems to have a great sense of humor. Uh, my only issue with, with, uh, with Hamilton County auditor Dusty Rhodes is he's a coward. He's a straight-up coward. And what I mean by that is I've reached out to him many times over the years when he's made these very controversial statements, and I've never gotten a response. And I just need for men to be men. If you're man enough to go out and tweet it and all this stuff as a publicly elected official, and I live in Hamilton County, so I'm one of your constituents, then you should be man enough to come talk with uh, the type of media that's not going to hold your hand. I'm not going to hold your hand through the interview and tell you you're doing everything right and answer questions for you. I'm going to hold you accountable. And he says some things in particular about the black community that really irked the hell out of me. And I'm sad I wasn't able to bring him on to give him the third degree in front of you. Um, to me, it's just straight up cowardice. You can't even have a conversation. But that's how some of these political types do in Cincinnati. It's like they'll find media platforms that are favorable to them and only go there, which I understand why. The path of least resistance. But... If you want to represent Hamilton County or Cincinnati or all of the people, you should come speak with all of the media as well. So I think that Bridget Kelly, I don't, I don't know. I think she'll probably be better than Dusty Rose, at least in terms of saying dumb shit in the media. So there it is. Keep our eyes on that as well. Again, 513-873-7134. If you'd like to share your thoughts this morning, I would love to hear them. All right. Your thoughts are the currency on some levels of this show 
And if you've got an opinion about anything that you've heard discussed this morning, I would love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. What do you think? Uh, that's what matters most to me this morning. All right, let me throw that down. We've got a call coming in. Let's go straight to it. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Top of the morning, Nate. It's Brother 252, man. Hey, what's up, Brother 252? Hey, I don't have a lot, but uh, two things I want to say, man. I just keep thinking about this. Um, and, and you just mentioned, you know, if it was Black Lives Matter. I'm going to put another one on the radar that a lot of people are sleeping on. And I guess no pun intended, but the old Confederacy, the old Confederacy, um, you know, the Southerners, it, 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 you, you make it, Trump made it seem like the Southerners just sort of rallied with him during his presidency. But it's not true. It's not true. Yeah, there's some good old boys that, that throw up the flag and, yeah, they say they rock with him. But I'm telling you, man, the Confederacy has been a sleeper cell since since their defeat. Um, and there's a book that I read some years ago, man. Um, I got it somewhere at the house tucked in, but uh, but it just really talks about the Confederacy and 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 and, and how it's just it's sleeping. But uh, but if but if anybody, but if anybody is just chopping at the bit, man, to to coup d'état America again. It's the Confederacy, and um, and and I think they're strategic. You know, you, you spoke uh, poetically yesterday about the Republican Party, and you know how they just strategize over the years and just knock down all their their goals. And and I think that's another one. Um, and 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 but the United States, but to, to to deny what happened on January the sixth, man, uh, the United States is setting themselves up, and they're going to have to go to war with those folks again. It's guaranteed. Um, but the other piece, man, I, I keep, uh, this, this one keeps hitting me, man. There's a young lady that, um, that you would do some intros with sometime. This has an awesome voice, man. Um, every once in a while you open up with it. And, and, but one day somebody asked you about it. You said DM you. Could you not give the name out over the air or? You talking about, you talking about the intro music? Yeah. And I, I didn't catch the intro this morning, but every once in a while there's a young lady that, um, that you would use. Uh, coming in, yeah, I think, uh, you got several. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think her name is. I think the artist you're talking about, her name is King Sis. King Sis. King. King Sis. Yeah, she's super dope. Okay, can you can you type that in the chat so I can see it? I'm kind of yeah. struggling to hear you. A yeah, K I N G, as in King. They call LeBron James the okay. King Sis. S I S. Short for sister. King Sis. Uh, where's she from? Uh, she's from the West Coast. I think she's from Cali. Okay, I, I sort of thought she was a, a Cincinnati artist, man. Mm, no, All right, bro, just want to interject that a little bit there. That's uh, that's something that's gonna that's that's, that's a sleeper sale. <laughs> yeah, she's she's, she's, she's right, super brother. dope. Great voice. Absolutely, man. I gotta get that CD, man. All right, bro, we we'll check with you. Yeah, most deaf. Take it easy, brother. Most deaf. Take it easy. I'm not sure how much you're in the popular culture, man, but I got a cape from my boy Safari. Samuels. Safari Samuels, no reason why you should know who he is, but he used to be in a long-term relationship with Nicki Minaj. And then he branched out and started doing his own thing. He's an artist, and he's been on a lot of like reality television shows. He ended up marrying another reality television star named uh, Erica Mina, and they started a family together. They have a child together. I saw this clip 
in which she was informing him, she was informing him that she was pregnant. And his response was not, he was not enthusiastic about it. From what I gather, I haven't watched the show, but what I gather is uh, Safari does not want to have any more children because it's changing their life. Why I'm bringing this up is because he started getting super heat from like the internets about his response. Like you should be supporting her and you're wrong for this. And, da, 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 da. and I thought to myself, you know what? Men have a right to have their own feelings about things as well. Now, at the end of the day, I hold men accountable for their reproductive abilities. You should be accountable for your own reproductive abilities, right? If you don't want to have children, then you can vax that thing. I'm sorry. You can uh, vasectomy that thing up. You know what I'm saying? You can do what you got to do. Or you can do some other measures. But if, you, if you're looking for a near 100% way of determining whether you're going to have a child or not, then you can get a vasectomy. But, you know, having a kid is such a big thing. It is life-changing. I understand why people might decide they don't want to. But it was like, it just felt like the Internet was was going after this brother because he had a different opinion. You know, like society tells us that when you find out that your lady is pregnant, you're supposed to automatically be super happy about it. And I think that can come with it. But that's a trade-off. There's a real trade-off with becoming a parent. You know, most parents are adults, but not all adults are parents. There's a big difference between being an adult and a parent. Parents have certain roles and responsibilities. Adults have certain roles and responsibilities. So I get it. But again, what I would say to my fellas is that even in a relationship, if you feel like you don't want to reproduce, you got every right to vasectomy that thing up. You got every right. That is your body. You got every right to do what you want to do with your body. You don't owe her anything. You don't owe her that. Now, once the kid gets here on the way, you're on the line, Papa. Daddy, you're on the line then, but I just want to put a little cape out there, a little line out there for Safari and for maybe other people who might be in that situation because I just thought it was so wrong. thought it was so wrong. Again, 513-873-7134. If you'd like to share your thoughts, I would love. Hold on one second. I'm not sure what the hell that is. If if you would like to share your thoughts this morning, you can comment on anything that you've heard me discuss, or you might even have some some relevant news that you know we just feel like we we got to talk about. So you can throw that in as well. If you want to smash a dude with blonde tit locks, then go 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 and get the shot. <laughs> if you want to smash a dude with blonde tit locks, then go 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 and get the shot. We got some creative thinkers here, actually. We got some creative thinkers. Mrs. Love being black writes, it's a commercial on TV with matchmaking that's using the same premise, saying basically you go get the vaccination so you can find a little love in your life. It's really, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen this, really? Sarah writes, it's a parody, people, not that serious. Tell them. Nat writes, Lil Nas X, no talent and is a corporate invention. He'll call you homophobic, but nah, bro, we had no problem with Boy George, Luther, and George Michael. Because they had talent shaking my head. Yeah, he thinks that people hate gay people. Hate hate gay people? I'm not sure if that's the case. Um, I just think people have a different level of sensitivity. And then when you push the you can't push the envelope and then be like, oh, you hate me because I'm pushing the envelope. No, you pushing the envelope, so you're gonna get a response. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. 
Uh, good morning to you. Good morning. Dusty is a pain in the Dems' ass, and they can't wait for him to leave. Um, I guess. I can't speak for anybody else. Maybe. Um, see, Liv is in the house. Good morning to you. It's real. It's a real virus, not a ledge. Hopefully, she has a full and speedy recovery. Good to see you, Liv. Uh-huh. Good morning to you. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Nate. What's going on, brother? I'm doing well. Welcome. What's on, what's on your mind, brother Glenn? Man, there are a lot of talented, creative people in the audience tonight with the uh, names for Go Get the Shot. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> a girl named Chirac. And there is probably a girl named Chirac out there. Probably so is. That's legitimate. Yeah. The, uh, one, what was it? Go Get a Thought. <laughs> Go Get a Shot. Yeah. You might need two shots. You might need another shot if you're doing it to a thought, but uh, that's a different story. Like I put in the uh, the chat, mate, I'm still trying to get over the lyrics. This is the same dude I used to rock to, you know, 300 Degrees and High and, you know, Who's the MF? You remember those songs when Juvie was just, you know, doing the thing back in the day? So, yeah, that and, and Manny Fresh. And Manny Fresh, they got the same haircut, too. You know that? <laughs> he does, a little fro. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> I called it. A, I called it a Sydney Portier. I put that in my the Facebook Sydney post. Portier, I, said I had to get my son. Yeah, he was getting a slice Sydney Portier. I was like, yeah, we got to go get your cut. And then the other thing, and wait till you, I, you know, you got to deal with this with Junior Nate. They do this thing, man, where all he does is get a fade and leave the top alone. You know, I got to go over there like, hey, man, cut a little bit of that off. You know, because they do the little sponge where they basically making them into what capizies, naps, or whatever. But you know, that's their thing. But the reason why I called, I heard the brother call in about the um, talking about the Confederacy and and um, you know how it relates to what happened on January sixth. You know, and I just dropped an episode yesterday on the Politically Petty Podcast show. But I was talking about this. Matter of fact, I, I got clips from Nicole Wallace, and uh, she had uh, a lot of the testimony on there. But I also heard about this theory, Nate, called the one third theory. Have you heard about this? No. Yeah, the one third theory. And I want to say his name is maybe Mark McKinnon, Mike McKinnon. He was a Republican strategist, but he talks about the one third of Americans that were always on the side of keeping the institution of slavery alive. Those one third of Americans that were always on the side of doing whatever they could to, to F up Reconstruction. That one third of America that was always on the side to institute laws like Jim Crow segregation and, and tax coast laws, Those, that one-third that appealed or that uh, Barry Goldwater tried to appeal to and when, you know, the father of conservative, when he decided to run a campaign that went against the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act, that one-third that Richard Nixon, you know, after Barry Goldwater, instituted the Southern political strategy. Ronald Reagan did the exact same thing when he went down to Mississippi, went miles away for those three civil rights uh, workers were um, murdered, those students, and he was talking about nullification and states' rights. It is what it is. And, and I, like I said on the podcast, mate, this is the reason why I hammer, and I do mean hammer, black Republicans and so-called black conservatives. Where's your voice? You know, they talk about black, not human, black, not Democrat, you know, black and goofy. Are you black before you any political affiliation? I'm black before I'm a Democrat. You know, and I'll say it boldly. And if Democrats were were instituting voter suppression laws, 
You're damn right. I would turn a. I would turn into an independent because it goes against my soul. But b. I would speak out against it. You know, and 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 this whole idea that we're just going to turn what happened on January sixth into the freaking Rodney King tape disgusts me, mate. I mean, at the same time they were having the cap the, the testimony from the Capitol police officers, Marjorie Taylor Greene with Paul Gosart, Louis Gohmert, Matt Gates. You remember little child molester from Florida that's currently under investigation. They were holding a rally in front of the Justice Department, talking about the insurrectionists were political prisoners, Nate, and worrying worrying about how they're being treated in jail. I mean, how rough can it be at, I don't know, the Kenton County Justice Center? Give me a break. But that's the type of shit that was going on. And again, drop, drop. Ain't that what he doing, Nate? Drop. We at drop. Dropping that bullshit. I, I want to hear you d- defend this. I said, I said it in the in the chat. Nate, I'm just waiting for the alt metal, the pound puppies, the, the shelter dogs, and drop, because I know they have a perfectly reasonable explanation on what went on January 6th. Nate, I got to get out of here. I'm petty peace. Rackham. Did he say the shelter dogs? That's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. Good morning to you. Yeah, I mean, he's got a point, though. He's got a point. Got a point. What's happening with CPS and these buses? I just hope the CPS has his act together as we get ready to go back to school. I really do. For the health of our communities. Metro buses will no longer specifically provide direct services for students in Cincinnati Public High Schools. Officials announced a change to a bus pass system for Cincinnati Public School students in grades 7 through 12 at Tuesday Southwest Ohio Regional Transit Authority meeting. The change means that students will no longer ride with vehicles filled with only students. Is that safe? Is that safe right now? So if you don't know, what happened is, is... You had Metro buses, they would go to the high schools, they would pick up the kids, and the only riders would be the students from that particular school or students in general. Doesn't that seem safer? Doesn't that seem safer? Apparently, the transit agencies in Cleveland, Columbus, and Dayton all operate under similar pass systems for public schools. Why are they making this change now? Why are they making this change now? And apparently people didn't know about this until the last, until it was put out there to the last minute. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, to me, COVID's not over with. So, I'm worried about that. And I just think it's safer when you just have students on there as opposed to mixing it with the population. But we are talking about high schoolers. Quote, I'm disappointed in the removal of the extra services for our students. I have great concerns about it, and I understand that Metro's hands are tied in a couple of ways, in a lot of ways, but I'm very displeased. That's from CPS board member Mike Morosky.
He said, uh, here's a quote from Mike Mirosky. He knows students are able to get on buses and make transfers, but that's a lot to ask of parents of a seventh grader. Yeah, I mean, seventh graders, I mean, they're a year out of elementary school. I have real concerns with thousands of our students being told to figure out the bus system and ensuring they're getting to school on time. Now, my question is, was this an unnecessary step that these special services or these extended services that they were giving it for our CPS students, was this like some extra stuff that they never really needed? Or was this something that was put in place and is desperately needed? CPS board member Eve Bolden said that the notice is too late and at a worst possible time for families and school staff reporting for a new year, it was too radical a departure. The change to buses will also include River East Academy, a CPS school in Columbia, Tusculum, that was previously served by private bus companies. About 30% of CPS students are already using passes instead of extra routes. So here's where we are. Here's where we are. I don't know who to blame here. It's just not a good look for our students as we get ready for CPS to return in just a few weeks. Just a few weeks. Uh, tell me what you think about it. Five one three eight seven three seven one three four. And then this is during COVID. Deborah writes they want kids to be exposed to COVID. Deborah writes that's old school. Yeah, but there's a reason why it's old school because when you know better, you do better. I don't know. I need to read more about it from the outside looking in. I don't think it's good for the parents. You know, my daughter at this point. She could get on a bus, uh, but we pick her up because she does a lot of extracurricular activities. She stays after school more a lot of a lot of days. She stays after school, so we pick her up, keep her safe, and know you know know where she is and all that kind of stuff. But she's mature enough to get on the bus by herself. I like it better, and she used to catch the bus home. She used to catch the metro home, so she used to catch the metro home many many days, and it was a it was a metro that was full of just students from from her school and other schools. I believe that was it. And so that made us feel a lot safer knowing that she wasn't on there with mixed company, so to speak, like the public. Um, that don't, that, that don't, I don't like that idea. I really don't. So I might reach out to some people at Metro and CPS to see what the issue is and what that means exactly. I think we've learned about it. I don't think they're going to change anything between now and the beginning of school year. All I'm trying to say, though, is that humans worse than COVID. This is probably a money issue more than anything else. But listen, family, that is my time. I really appreciate you. Thank you for being here. All right, I'll be back and hopefully better than ever tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m. We'll chop it up on everything that's happening, people, politics, and pleasure. Don't forget, racism was at the heart of the January 6th insurrection. Don't let them tell you it was about election fraud. No, it was about white people who are afraid of the browning of America. That's what it was all about. Too many black folks is living like them. From their perception, too many black folks is living better than them. That's what it's all about. Have an excellent rest of your day, family. I'll talk to you next. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll chop it up on everything that's going on. All right? Yeah. Remember our motto, winners focus on winning. Losers focus on winners. Stay focused and stay winning. And we'll talk real soon. I'm Nathan Ivey. And I'm out. Think I'm the man. Tally all the f I ever gave on my head. Lately, 
like I can't take a loss. They ain't wanna help me, that's what made me 